I'm not sure what to call this. This is the first, but not the last, probably, of one of my rants, one of my issues, one of my state issues, one of my political issues or concerns about the directions some some of the leadership is trying to drive us towards. Hello, I'm Annette, and thank you for listening to my podcast. If I sound a little frustrated, it's because I am. This is not the first time that I've spoken up about this issue, but it's the first time I've spoken up about the current commissioner, the current leadership of Texas Education Agency and of the state in regards to the issue of local control. It's not new with this commissioner. It's not new with the state leadership. I wrote an article, I believe it was in 2005, an op-ed I'll have to go back and find. And the point was, they're trying to kill public education. I thoroughly believed it then, and it's even more evident now. And unfortunately, the current COVID crisis is allowing some things to go on that they're hoping we're not paying attention to. So let me back up a little bit. This didn't start now. Again, it's not new. There are all sorts of other studied folks who have written about the Council of Chiefs, about the ties of some of the GOP to that and some of the commissions, some of the state and federal level educational issues or entities focused around that, really trying to drive an agenda of some of ideology, but for, to be honest, I think so much of it is, is profit motive. The privatization focus, the move to charter schools, the move to all sorts of things that can be outsourced, because there's a lot of money in our public education systems. And folks have decided maybe they can get a chunk of that. So to all you folks who are doing that, this podcast isn't for you. It's for the folks who want to stop that. I don't know what I should be doing. Should I start this with a newsflash type approach? Because uh, it's not new news. So maybe that's not it. Is it just a continued effort to try to expose the truth? I think so. I have a friend who gave me a statue once of the Lorax because she called me the Lorax. I speak for the trees, for the trees have no tongue. I've always liked the term, I've always liked the phrase warrior for kids. Kind of helps motivate me. Now, kids can be <laughs> all sorts of ages to me. But it's standing up for folks who can't stand up for themselves. And I think a lot of my listeners do that. So thank you for your dailyness in the work that has to continue. Recently, I got frustrated with so many edicts coming down from the state to take away local control of our public schools. Of course, this has frustrated me for years, for decades, <laughs> to be honest. So I wrote an op-ed 
sent it out across Texas, and the Denton paper picked it up. So I'm going to read it to you now. I'll put a link to it in my show notes and a link to some of the things I talk about in that article. And then I'll, I'll follow up with some information, how it's gotten a little national attention as well. It's Time to Stand Up for Public Schools Students by Annette Carlisle, August 12, 2020. Texas has chosen to abandon our local public schools, locally elected school boards, superintendents, and our 5.4 million school children in favor of a my way or the highway single system directive by the Texas Education Agency Commissioner, Mike Morath. That's why I'm standing up to say, Whoa, hold your horses, please, Mr. Commissioner. It's an effort that's been building for years, right under our noses. People say, surely not, but here we are. Look back to 2019 and the Center for Reinventing Public Education's report, CRPE report, centered around the System of Great Schools, or SGS, uh, concept. The system of great schools starts from the premise that local school districts are ill-positioned to improve schools directly, and local districts should get out of the business of managing instruction in schools. Morath, according to the CRPE, prioritized the SGS initiative as a signature project and even smoothed the path for the SGS team to work inside the agency when other TEA staff disapproved. It's just one example of the state telling school district leaders to take a hike and locally elected school boards to get out of the way. Earlier this year, the Texas Tribune interviewed Commissioner Morath, and his thoughts on local control came more clearly into focus. Asked about the state's takeover of Houston ISD, Morath said, This is basically a grand philosophical question that is a right for state legislatures around the country to try to answer. Why do we have schools? Do we have schools to teach children? Or do we have schools to have elected school boards? The takeaway, local communities don't know what's best for kids. The state does. In 2019, the Texas Education Agency began moving toward commissioner-controlled textbook content known as the Texas Resource Review, that has to pass a review process outside the voter-elected State Board of Education standards and approval of instructional materials. Once again, it's the commissioner knows best. Then COVID-19 hit, and it was off to the races with a state-mandated top-down approach to public education. Quickly, Commissioner Morath established a learn-from-home system that would provide parents and their children with resources outside of their local school districts. The commissioner's focus on virtual schools subsidizes private vendors and nonprofits. It's a new twist on vouchers, long rejected by the Texas legislature, and an attempt to divert funds from Texas public schools and their students. And then there is FRED, the free remote educational delivery that is now the TEA at-home learning phase three program. FRED is a vendor-based instructional content system provided as a curriculum option to schools or directly to parents. The program has been procured by the state with no oversight or review by any elected body, a vendor's dream, 
I'm hearing Fred is consuming around $90 million of the CARES Act money that could be used for higher-priority projects, such as Internet connectivity. Now, just weeks before the new school year begins, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, in a letter on July 28th, made clear the state doesn't trust local public health officials to decide if it's safe for children to enter school buildings. Following quickly behind was an announcement from Commissioner Morath that he was reversing course on school funding for at-home instruction. Where does this end? When do folks say, enough is enough? Where is the Republican Party that once preached local control as the gospel of governing? Unfortunately, state leaders have shown throughout this crisis they don't know best. It's time for locally elected officials and school leaders to stand up and say, hold your horses, Mr. Commissioner. Thanks, but no thanks. We'll take it from here. Thank you to the Denton paper for picking that up. So, August 17th, a few days after the publication of that op-ed, one of my absolute warrior heroes, Diane Ravitch, picked us up and posted the following on her blog. Annette Carlisle, public education advocate in Texas, describes how State Commissioner Mike Morath, a non-educator, bought into the anti-democratic strategy of killing local school boards and privatizing public schools. He swallowed whole the disruption program of the Center for Reinventing Public Education, one of the Gates-funded think tanks that called for the abandonment of public schools. Despite a full decade of failure, phony reformers claim that education will improve if private corporations and entrepreneurs take over from elected school boards. It hasn't worked anywhere, and it won't work in Texas. Then she quotes me in the article and follows up with, who knew that a conservative Republican governor and his ignorant state commissioner would launch a state takeover of public schools? Under her blog, there are a number of comments pretty much backing up all of this, but there's one by Bob Shepard. Do we have schools to teach children or do we have schools to have elected school boards? Yikes. Save this one as a perfect example of the logical fallacy known as the false disjunction. Would you like to live a satisfying life or to be happy? Do you like vanilla or ice cream? Here, an actual disjunction. Would you like an accountable, transparent elected school board or an unaccountable, opaque one appointed by some unilateral autocratic authority like a governor, a state education commissioner, or a CMO? Thank you for that comment, Bob. Next, I want to move to a little larger view here. The fundamental principle of governance of public ed in Texas is that the state defines what students should know and be able to do, and the independent school districts determine how instruction takes place, including which methodologies and instructional materials are used. The accountability system reflects how well students and ISDs perform. That will be another rant episode in the future. This was strongly reinforced with the passage of Senate Bill 1, Senator Ratliff's watershed legislation that rewrote the Texas Education Code in 1995. The Texas Education Agency is, at its core, a regulatory agency. The name, Texas Education Agency, rather than the State Department of Education, reflects this regulatory mission. But in the last six months, Commissioner Morath, 
has taken more steps to insert TEA into the instructional decision-making than any previous commissioner. This includes the aforementioned creation of the learning phase one, two, and three, uh, including Fred. It's a redundant effort as the ISDs have already selected instructional materials, most of which are delivered electronically for most of the major subjects within the past few years. English language arts for grades K through 8 and reading were implemented in 2019 and 20, and for grades 9 through 12, they're being implemented this school year already. And additionally, Phase 3, or FRED, duplicates a program that was already developed by the ESCs that many ISDs are already using. These are just some more examples of TEA engagement and issues that have long been handled by ISDs with assistance from the ESCs or education support centers. The novel coronavirus has created a real and immediate crisis. The state education agency leadership is certainly not letting this crisis go to waste as it develops responses that insert the agency between school districts and students, thus, again, removing local control. And since so much of this seems to be driven by money and profit, there's a lot of money. And TEA did get a lot of CARES Act money, which they hung on to. And I think that's still in debate on how they're going to reimburse the districts for their extra costs related to COVID. But if you look at the state comptroller's website, just recently, three different contracts, no-bid contracts that were awarded, $150,000 for marketing of the at-home learning site. Really? If you're an agency of the state, do you really need to market that? $429,000 for project restore from fueled schools and $450,000 for Erston Young for reopened Texas schools. Those three alone are over a million dollars. All of this by a commissioner who brought in deputy commissioners with basically no connection to public education. His only connection to public education was four years on the Dallas School Board. Lots of this focus on online learning, at-home learning, is concerning, and it's concerning because it's not the best delivery of education for our students anywhere. And while we'll struggle through this during the coronavirus pandemic, once this has burned through, what will the ashes leave behind? Will we end up with a public school system that serves the needs of all students? Will we see a divisive haves versus have-nots in those who can afford to do pod learning in smaller courses or in smaller groups? Will we end up with a robust public education system that creates critical thinkers, good problem solvers, communicators who can build a better Texas, who can build a better world? If you made it through to this far, thanks for listening to my rant. My rambling rant, that's what I should call it. Annette's rambling rants. But if you're involved in and care about public ed, whether it's in Texas or any other state, you need to be paying attention to all this. And you should be righteously indignant that our leadership is driving us this direction. It's not good for kids. It's not good for our communities. It's not good for the future of Texas. It's not good for the future of the United States of America. And gosh, I almost forgot. Last week, and Prior to last week, 
TEA has had some ad hoc hearings about trustee training. And TEA wants to change it so that trustee training providers are only those authorized by the Texas Education Agency. Heretofore, local districts could approve their own trainers. Regional needs, you have different needs. And to me, this is certainly an easy way to drive profitability to certain vendors. TEA wants control over trustees and public school districts. That these locally elected officials are elected to represent their local communities and to serve their local schools and communities. I really just want everyone who's involved to pay attention, do some digging. Nobody can do it all. Let's work together. And thank you for listening to my righteous rambling rant. And thank you for listening to Annette on education.